So, Shane Beamer was asked recently to give his thoughts regarding Spencer Rattler potentially being overlooked by the national media. And based on what he had to say, if you're an opponent of South Carolina's this fall, you should be a bit concerned. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and you can find my written work over on Gamecocks Digest on SI.com. Thank y'all so much, as always, for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team every day. We are free and available both wherever you get your audio podcasts daily and also on YouTube. Today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Shane Beamer is definitely a coach that likes to wear his emotions on his sleeve at times, and it is very different from the vast amount of cookie-cutter type coaches that we all see in the sport of college football. And as both media and fans, we all love this because it gives us raw, unfiltered answers from Shane Beamer. And he somewhat did this on Tuesday afternoon at his weekly press conference when he was asked about Spencer Rattler being overlooked by the national media this offseason because he defended his quarterback. And the way he defended his quarterback and what all he said, it should worry all of South Carolina's 2023 opponents because it could signal what is coming this fall. So... Here is a clip and soundbite of Shane Beamer being asked the question and then his subsequent response. And do you think maybe nationally Rattler is being a little bit overlooked with the talk about the top quarterbacks in the country? Uh, little is uh, correct here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do. It's... Um, Spencer's play on on the field will speak for itself. Uh, frankly, it's pretty disappointing just to see maybe the lack of respect on the outside. But again, we worry about what we can control, and and uh, I'm excited for Spencer. And and uh, you know, again, Spencer's a guy he doesn't need any of that to, to motivate him. But as his head coach and someone that thinks the world of the kid, uh, it's surprising to see some of the preseason watch lists and things like that but again we just need to go play football games that's all that matters now when I listen to this soundbite there are a couple of different takeaways that I have here let's start off with the main takeaway which I've already kind of alluded to it seems like the excitement around Spencer Rattler and this offensive potential that's been building over the past few weeks should no longer be viewed as smoke and mirrors for the past couple weeks we have seen a lot of players step in front of the microphone and talk to the media including Spencer Rattler and discuss how much they like or love this new offense under offensive coordinator Dow Loggins how excited they are about this offense they've also talked about how great Spencer Rattler has looked in practice and they have treated this new offensive philosophy and scheme like it is essentially state secrets. Nobody is giving the media or the fans any specific details about 
what we should expect from this offense in 2023. And I feel, and I'm sure most of you feel, that all of that has been genuine. But there might have still been some doubters remaining. Some people out there who might point to all of those answers from the players and say that it's just player speak. And there also could be the usual fan that sits there and says, well, I'll believe it when I see it. But with how Shane Beamer started his answer here in this soundbite and clip, holding himself back from wanting to say more, his real thoughts about Spencer Rattler being overlooked by the national media, the way he talked about Spencer, and specifically the part where he said, uh, yeah, I do, referring to if he feels like he's been overlooked, and then saying, Spencer's play on the field will speak for itself. The way Shane Beamer said that almost came across as him saying, with what I've seen over the past couple of weeks, I would be very wary of doubting Spencer Rattler. In essence, doubt him at your own risk. And it also comes across to me as validation of both everything that's been said about this offense and what's been said about Spencer Rattler and how it's all looked in fall camp and practice throughout the month of August. Now, there's also another takeaway that I have regarding this clip and soundbite. And that is the fact that this answer from Shane Beamer will do nothing but add to Spencer Rattler's confidence. Shane did say at the end of this soundbite and clip that Spencer does not need accolades. He does not to be put on a bunch of watch lists for him to be motivated. But you know what never hurts a quarterback's confidence? His head coach going to bat for him. When faced with a question like this especially, and again, the way in which the champion responded, how organic he sounded, how natural he sounded. It did not sound like coach speak at all. And this is a Spencer Rattler that from all indications over the past month or two is confident, is motivated, and is ready to get this season going. Having his head coach in Shane Beamer do something like this is only going to add fuel to his fire. It is only going to give him even more confidence because Spencer Rattler knows that despite what other people might say about him outside of that building, outside of this state, his head coach has got his back. His head coach believes in him. His head coach is already subtly saying that he thinks that you are going to have a really good year. It only brings benefits when it comes to Spencer Rattler's confidence. And think about it this way. We talk about how motivated he is. This is a season where quite literally tens of millions of dollars could be riding on the line for Spencer Rattler. And yes, I am referring to the possibility of him becoming a first-round draft pick. I know we do have to let the entire season unfold before we get to that point. But if Spencer Rattler has a season where, say, he breaks multiple school records, like I boldly predicted at the end of this past week, Spencer Rattler very likely, in my mind, he will be a first-round pick. And his narrative, the narrative that has been surrounding him for the past couple of years now, it will be gone. Completely. 
Beamer's defense of Spencer Rattler here on Tuesday was a moment where he wore his emotions on his sleeve to a degree. And in that moment, he made it known to everyone that South Carolina is going to have to deal with this fall that Spencer Rattler is coming. Spencer Rattler will not be the reason that South Carolina may be struggles in some of these games. You can have question marks about other areas, but there are certainly no questions to be had about his quarterback. Doubt him and this offense at your own risk. Now, I just mentioned a couple moments ago how Spencer Rattler is hungry heading into the 2023 season for obvious reasons, but something else that I thought about when compiling my notes for today's show is how hungry this entire offense is. And it might be something that we're not talking about enough heading into this season. And I'm going to touch on why all these players are hungry in their own way in just a couple moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Now, a lot of you that are watching or listening to this show might be big-time college football fans. And there are some college football fans that make any point to try to go to multiple venues throughout the season. Or maybe it's a bucket list item for you. And if that is the case, then obviously you might be pretty stressed out all the time when it comes to buying tickets. Especially tickets to venues that you are not very familiar with. Well, guess what? If you are one of those crazed fans that's trying to make it to a bunch of venues this fall, Game Time is going to have you covered. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the game. They're easy to buy, and you can get images of where your seats are located, and they're sent directly to your phone. It sounds easy because it is easy. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day in just 30 minutes. And speaking of every single day, thank you, as always, to each and every one of you everydayers for constantly tuning in, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Don't miss out on our Thursday show because I will be talking with Locked On Tar Heels host Isaac Shade about the big time matchup that's coming up this weekend between South Carolina and North Carolina. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss it. So be sure to tune in on Thursday right here on Locked On Gamecocks. We've talked a lot about this offense heading into the 2023 season. We've talked about Spencer Rattler and his relationship with Dow Loggins. We've talked about Juice Wells coming back. We've talked about maybe some other guys stepping up this fall. But one thing that hasn't been talked about with this unit that maybe deserves a bit more attention is just how hungry all of them are. Now, I know what some of you are sitting there and thinking to yourselves. Andrew. Every single athlete at that level is probably hungry in some fashion. You could probably make this argument for pretty much any other football team in America. And to a certain extent, maybe you can. But I feel like with South Carolina's offense, 
Hunger is a little bit different with this team this year. I think it's a bit unique, depending on which guys you are talking about. Let's start with Spencer Rattler, a guy that I just talked about, of course, a few minutes ago. Spencer Rattler is coming back to prove to everybody that he is not a guy that is going to throw maybe 20 touchdowns, but also throw 12, 13, 14 picks at the same time. He wants to prove that he has gotten better in terms of his decision-making. He wants to prove that he can be the guy for a football team. He's shown glimpses of it. Now he wants to carry over what he did in 2022 and display that he can do that for the entirety of of a football season, especially in a season in which he'll try to make his case as one of the best quarterbacks heading into the 2024 NFL draft. Certainly, the, probably the hungriest guy on this entire side of the ball. But another guy who's probably not far behind him is Juice Wells. Juice Wells, kind of the same reasoning, but Juice Wells is a guy that proved multiple times last year as an FCS transfer coming into Columbia that he could be the lead receiver for an SEC football team. Helped the Gamecocks win big games against Tennessee and Clemson. Now, again, he wants to sort of validate that in 2023, and he wants to show that he is one of the top wide receivers in his class heading into the 2024 draft. So very similar reasoning compared to Spencer Rattler for why he is hungry heading into this season. Let's talk about another wide receiver in Xavier Leggett. Xavier Leggett, he's been waiting for a chance for a very long time now. He's waited for his opportunity, and this fall, he's getting it. He got it some last year. He got some sporadic starts, and he also got a lot of snaps in this offense. But again, the story with Xavier Leggett for his entire career has been he can show flashes at times, but he's just not consistent enough. Xavier Leggett, by all accounts, has had a fantastic offseason. He has been trying to get better after practice, has been leading along some of the other guys, some of the younger guys in this receiving court, and telling them to stick around and get some extra work with him. Xavier Leggett, it sounds like he's become more of a leader in that position group, and he is a guy that is just ready to go off this year. He is ready to prove that he can be one of the top receiving options for an SEC football team, and thus also, in a way, make a case that he could be an NFL wideout. Amari Brown, sort of the same deal with him. He had a really good year a few years back with Georgia Tech, but since he's gotten to South Carolina, in terms of his stats, Amari Brown, he's been kind of quiet, admittedly. That does not mean that he hasn't made an impact. Amari Brown, he's got speed that most guys would kill for. But... He wants to make a bigger impact for this team. He wants to show, in a way, that he's not just some small, maybe gadget type of receiver that can just beat you on jet sweeps and also just be a guy that goes on go routes and basically get behind a secondary. Amari Brown, I'll tell you all this, I've seen him in person recently with some of the player pressers that have been going on. Amari Brown has definitely bulked up. He has added some weight to his upper body, especially. It's always been sort of one of the, I don't want to say negatives about him, but something that maybe he's needed to work on for a long time. As a guy that has both run track and also played football, he's always been a bit on the smaller side. But it seems like coming into this year, he is all about football now. Not saying that he wasn't before, but in terms of his size and his build, 
He has made that a priority, and it shows when you see him in person, and I'm sure that y'all notice it when you see him on the football field in just a few days. So Amari Brown, he is another wide receiver that is ready to make an impact for this team in 2023. Joshua Simon at tight end. He is another skill position player that's looking to prove something. Joshua Simon comes from Western Kentucky, a place where he thrived as one of their top receiving targets in that offense. He now comes back home to South Carolina. He is now transferred to an SEC school, a team that lost basically all their scholarship tight ends, literally all of them, after this past season. And while he's definitely going to share the load with Trey Knox, he's going to be relied on in this system. And he is a guy that, in the opinion of some draft analysts, he is an NFL caliber tight end. Joshua Simon, he has proven before against an SEC opponent in Auburn this past fall that he could be a dangerous weapon against those kind of athletes and against those kind of defenses, and now he wants to show that he can do that for the entire span of a season. So you know that he is hungry and motivated for this year. And then the last group that I'm going to talk about, the offensive line, it's pretty clear and obvious why this group would be hungry heading into this season. Everybody has pointed to them and said, if this season goes sideways, it is probably because these guys did not show up and do their job. That could do a lot of things to certain people. Some people might break under that pressure. Some people might be emotionally just all twisted up if they get told that, you know, quite frankly, someone does not believe in them. But obviously when it comes to football and especially when it comes to an offensive line unit, when all those guys are basically being told that, it can also unlock a new level in each of those guys because you know what, they truly feel like, hey, it's just us. We're the only ones that trust each other, that trust that we can go out there and we can help this team win football games. You throw in having a guy like Nick Gargiulo, who is transferred in from the Ivy League, a guy that excelled in that league and also has taken over essentially the leadership role for that group. Rashawn Lee, a guy that's been in this program for several years now, moving over to center. A guy in Sydney Fugar who talks about how he doesn't want anybody to lay a finger on his quarterback when he's in pass pro. It's clear that these guys have the mentality. But, obviously, they do have to go out there on the football field and now prove it. And that's why these guys are hungry. Because I'm sure that in those guys' minds, they're sitting there and thinking to themselves, we can be a strength. We can be a reason why this offense does great this fall. So there's no doubt that this offensive line unit is certainly hungry heading into this season. Point being, pretty much everybody in the starting lineup is hungry. You can throw into carry on Joyner as well. You could probably make a case for Trey Knox at the same time. Point being, this entire group is all hungry and they all have got something to prove in some way, shape, or form. And yes, it doesn't guarantee you're going to win every football game. It doesn't guarantee you're going to win nine-plus games. But you cannot overlook that. And maybe we have to this point, and it's time we stop doing so. Because if they can channel that in a healthy way, then this offense's potential could only increase heading into this season. 
We've talked about a couple of different storylines surrounding this game between South Carolina and North Carolina heading into this big-time nationally televised Week 1 matchup, but there's one storyline that we sort of have not discussed, or maybe a question that we've not really brought up yet on this show, and that is who has more pressure. Is it South Carolina or is it North Carolina? There are some people that think that South Carolina has more pressure on them. There are others that think that North Carolina has more pressure lying on their side. In my opinion, the answer to this question is North Carolina, for sure. And I'm going to break down all of the reasons why in the next few minutes. Now, there are a couple of mutual reasons for pressure. Basically, pressure factors that both sides are going to have to deal with heading into this game. South Carolina, North Carolina, I just alluded to it. They are playing in a primetime, nationally televised game. College game day is going to be there. It has essentially been labeled as one of the biggest marquee games of week one in the sport of college football. That is a lot of attention. That is a lot of eyes that is going to be watching you. That's a lot of eyes that's going to be watching this game. And admittedly, when you know that you got more people watching or listening to you, then it can certainly bring on some more pressure that maybe was not there beforehand. And when it comes to this specific pressure factor, that has definitely grown as this offseason has progressed. Also, for both teams, their coaching staff specifically, they're playing in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is a big-time area, an important area when it comes to recruiting. Providence Day School especially is home to five-star offensive lineman David Sanders. There's also some other big-time high school programs in that area that South Carolina, North Carolina, you know those coaches would love nothing more than to impress those kids, those coaches. So if South Carolina goes out there and dominates North Carolina, sends a message to all those kids in Charlotte, hey, if you're down to both of those schools in terms of where you want to go play college ball, you need to take a stronger look at our program and what we've got going on in Columbia. So that is definitely a big-time pressure factor for both of these coaching staff specifically. And for South Carolina, I'm certainly not going to sit here and act like that they don't have pressure because they do. That specifically resides with them, not North Carolina. If you're South Carolina, you've still got a ton of momentum on your side. For the second offseason in a row, you have done great things to end the previous season that carried into the offseason. Now you want to maintain that momentum. You've got a great chance to do that, but that also comes with inherent pressure. Because if you lose this game, then some of that momentum immediately goes away. Also, you've got people out there that have started to come up with this stigma surrounding Shane Beamer. A stigma that surrounds the idea that Shane Beamer and South Carolina, they do not start their seasons off well. That comes from what's happened over the past couple of years. Now, I would sit here and argue that South Carolina has also had uh, front-loaded schedules the last two years when it comes to some of the opponents they've had. And considering also how they've been building the program up in 2021 2022, it's not entirely fair to hold that against them. But that's a whole other conversation for another show. Point being, there is a stigma that surrounds you regarding how you start off these seasons. And there will be some pressure to try and kill that on Saturday night. No question about that. Now, 
I did say at the beginning, I thought North Carolina has the most pressure coming into this game. Here are the reasons why. South Carolina ended last season really well. North Carolina was on the opposite end of that spectrum. They lost each of their last four games, including the ACC championship game, a close game against their in-state rivals in NC State. They lost a close bowl game to Oregon, and they got defeated by Georgia Tech in the second to last week of the regular season, a team that I'm pretty sure did not go to a bowl game in your own house. That's embarrassing. And certainly there's pressure to end that losing streak and just wipe the bad taste out of your mouth from last year. Also, if you're North Carolina, you probably don't know how much time Mac Brown has left as your head coach. Mac Brown is in his early 70s. I think he just had his birthday on Monday. How much longer is he going to coach? We don't know. We don't know the answer to that question. And so if you're North Carolina... You're also, therefore, running out of time, more than likely, to be a spoiler in the ACC, to win a championship maybe for a coach that has done so much for your program. That inherently brings pressure. And sure, a loss to South Carolina in their case does not maybe take anything away from that in terms of a goal in 2023, but it would make you feel like that the trajectory is still going down and maybe that that window has closed. Also, North Carolina, for whatever reason, they're the betting favorite coming into this game. Yes, it might be two and a half points. But still, they have been the betting favorite essentially all offseason. They're also ranked in the AP and coaches poll, and South Carolina isn't. So you are viewed nationally as the team that should win this game. Even if it's by a slight margin, that comes with inherent pressure. Also, you're viewed as the team that has the best player in this game in quarterback Drake May. You have the best quarterback at the most important position. A lot more pressure, therefore, lies on your side. Because people are going to look at you and say, you should win this game. Again, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's what the rest of the country is thinking. So when we ask the question, who has more pressure? There's no doubt it's North Carolina. South Carolina certainly does have some pressure that lies on them. But more so in a good way trying to progress further. North Carolina, they're the ones that have a lot more pressure riding on their shoulders heading into the Dukes-Mayo Classic that will be taking place in just a few days. But with that being said, that does it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always. What are y'all's thoughts on what Shane Beamer said regarding Spencer Rattler, and what do you sort of take away from those comments? Do you agree that he might have hinted that, hey, this offense is about to explode in 2023? And also, who has more pressure to win on Saturday night? Do you think that it is North Carolina? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section. If you watch today's show on YouTube or should we direct message on Twitter at a line underscore SC. If you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app, as always, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.